Hey, this is John Orberg, and as I'm bringing you this video, Monday of this week, we learned of the death of Colin Powell. And I thought in light of this remarkable life, this would be a really good time to reflect for a moment on what makes a life well lived. He was made some of the most amazing contributions of anybody in the history of our country. He was born in Harlem. He was very grateful for military. He said one time when somebody asked him, what would you have done if you had not joined the military? He said, maybe driven a bus. And he had many firsts. He was a secretary of state. He was a joint chief of staff. Um, one of the most decorated and honored people in the history of our country. And a person of great wisdom, particularly around leadership. I remember hearing a talk from him one time where he said, if you're leading, one of the skills is to know how much information do you need before you make a decision. And it shouldn't be too much, maybe about 75%. If you wait till you get 100% information, you'll be so paralyzed that you will wait way too long to make decisions. And he talked about if you're leading an organization, always make sure you keep dipping down into that organization. Make sure you're getting feedback from folks at every level, because otherwise you'll never be able to know enough to lead it well. And he had that kind of wisdom and poise. He had a kind of a dignity that was quite remarkable. He was able to practice self-critique in quite a rigorous way, did that quite publicly. He ended up, as people in public life often do, being criticized by people on both sides of the aisle, but I think uh, revered by an extraordinary number of folks. I was thinking and reflecting on his life of that statement in the Psalms. You might have heard of this if you're a Bible person. Precious in the eyes of the Lord, of the, <laughs> the Lord, did I say Lord? Precious in the eyes of the Lord is the death of his saints. And I was thinking about three different categories, three different goals that we might aim at in our day for our lives. One is, one category is to become a celebrity. And I suppose that being well thought of has always been something that people have aspired to. But in our day, particularly given technology, it has taken on new possibilities. Andy Warhol wrote a long time ago about everybody eventually getting 15 minutes of fame. And a celebrity is sometimes talked about as somebody who is famous just for being famous. So it's really about undeserved recognition. And in our day, being able to build your brand and measure your worth in terms of how many followers, how many likes has become a temptation for almost everybody. So social media has both democratized celebrity recognition uh, and also turned it into a kind of obsession. And sometimes it's a very thin line between being famous or having infamy. My old friend Rick Blackman talks sometimes about attention being like the law of the soggy potato chip. Every child, if you could, you'd prefer to have a crisp, fresh, tasty potato chip. But if you can't get that, a soggy potato chip is better than no potato chip at all. And the idea is negative recognition is better than no recognition to be ignored. Folks that work in the field of attachment talk about how for a little child, starting from that very first day, to be seen, to be recognized, to know, to have your face studied by a parent, by somebody who cares and can acknowledge and 
recognize that they know what it is that you are feeling in your face is fundamentally human development and flourishing and the soul withers apart from it. But of course, that can be perverted into a search for celebrity that can never ever satisfy us and often is. But we live in a day where I sure know that sense of lust for being a celebrity. Another possibility for human life is to become a hero. And Alistair McIntyre writes in his book, After Virtue, about how Homer and the ancient Greeks really defined for the human race a heroic society. And that a hero was somebody who was marked primarily by courage in the heroic world, in the Homeric world, a warrior was maybe the paradigm for a heroic person. And then a heroic society is one that valued kinship and friendship, so loyalty was key. And then, of course, life and death were always something that were beyond our ability to control in the hand of the fates or the gods. So piety, paying attention to the fates or the gods was also important. Uh, heroes were people that were generally uh, tall. In that day, the average height of a man was about five foot four. And so Homer writes about people who were very attractive. Often they had red hair in Homer for whatever reason, go figure. They were strong and primarily they had skill. They had high kill counts. They were able to kill folks. And to aspire to be a hero in that society and then in Icelandic sagas or a lot of the Irish uh, epics, uh, was kind of the height of human ability. And that involved having deserved recognition to win kudos. Uh, we, we talk about it as, there's actually a Greek word, kudos. It was a singular word, like logos was just a word, or uh, pathos or ethos, kudos, was magical glory that was given to you by the gods that you deserved because you were in control of your destiny to a large degree. Heroes were at the center of their story. Heroes made things happen. We'll sometimes hear that there are three categories of people in this way. There are folks who make things happen. There are people who watch things happen. And there are people who ask, hey, what just happened? And heroes were the first kind. They made stuff happen. They were at the center of the story. But then there is a third category. Precious in the eyes of the Lord is the death of his saints. Now, saint and hero is a largely overlapping category. Maybe a saint is a particular kind of hero, but there are real important differences between saints and celebrities and even heroes in that old classical Homeric sense. When we hear saints, we often think of very religious people. We think of stained glass people. But holy, you might remember, if you're a Bible person, you might know about this, was a word that meant to be separated. And it really goes back to Genesis 1. We've talked about this if you've been around these talks for a while, that the way that God created shalom was there was chaos, and then God separated light from darkness and the dry land from the waters and the earth from the sky. And then God joined together. He put the, the uh, darkness and the light together to make day, day and night, so that we could be awake and we could be asleep. And then that created shalom, this integrated webbing of what God separated and then joined to be functional at deeper levels. So saints really are people who have been separated 
not in the sense that uh, they would never touch somebody who is not religious like them. They're actually functional. That's the way that we could think about it. We talk a lot about dysfunctional families or dysfunctional companies or dysfunctional peoples. Saints are supremely functional because they live the way that God intended. They are agents of shalom and not chaos. Odd association. If any of you are old enough and you heard about an old television show called Get Smart, the bad guys in it worked for an organization called Chaos, so they were chaos agents. While saints are like the agents of anti-chaos, they are the agents of shalom. But a saint is not a hero. Ethicist Sam Wells writes about this. Heroes are at the center of the story. Saints are often on the margins or at the periphery. Heroes are warriors, soldiers. Uh, saints were sometimes martyrs. Heroes were marked by what they did, above all. Saints were often marked, beginning with Jesus, by what was done to them. Heroes predominantly were known by the virtue of courage. Saints also would have great courage, but they added to that the central virtue, as it was talked about by Jesus, which is love, meaning not desire, not primarily romantic attachment, but uh, the will to good another, to, to uh, work for the good of another person. Love that pours itself out and is willing to sacrifice. So saints exhibited a different kind of virtue, an additional kind of virtue. The word hero, although it is a Greek word, and it's in Homer, is not in the New Testament at all. Saints occurs in the New Testament 64 times. Interestingly, every single time the word is plural, never singular. Rich Mao talked about being in a restaurant in the South one time and asking when the waitress came by, what is a grit? And she said, honey, they don't come by themselves. You can't get a grit. You just get grits. You don't get a saint. You get saints. We are part of a larger community. And uh, we are not in control of our lives. It is not primarily our story. It is God's story. And saints live not for kudos, not for kudos, Jesus put it like this, you are the light of the world. Now, a celebrity is after undeserved recognition. A hero is after deserved recognition. A saint has been liberated from the need for recognition and ultimately is made radiantly glorious by God and is delighted in by God. And here's that word, well done, good and faithful servant, for which fame is a dim parody. So now here's the word for you and me from Jesus today. You are the light of the world. Let your light so shine so that people see your good deeds. And then all sign on as your Twitter followers and say, you are amazing, you're beautiful, let's do lunch, don't ever change. No. So that people may see your good deeds and give glory to your heavenly Father. What a good God God is to think of someone like a Colin Powell, someone like, it, it's interesting, Sam Wells points out that while heroes tend to be embraced just by their side, Napoleon was a hero to France, not so much to Russia, but saints, Mother Teresa, Francis of Assisi, they belong to the world. Today, let your light shine. Today, as we think about remarkable lives of somebody like Colin Powell, 
Let your good deeds, acts of love, generosity, courage, faithfulness, shine so that people may see them and give glory to God. I'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for joining us. Receive alerts for new episodes by texting the word become to the number 56525 or invite a friend by sharing the link becomenew.me.